Hey, this is Dr. Evans Kariuki. Welcome to Firebrand Nation. Your life will never be the same as you go through these teachings. These are teachings for soul winners. Here at Firebrand Nation, we believe that we are called to reach one soul every second. This podcast is designed for soul winners who hunger and thirst to see the lost come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. There is a lot of uh, mature teaching in the teachings that we bring, and I want to make sure that you're growing, not not um, shrinking, but growing. Amen? Growing, growing in the things of God. So let us go into, uh, Pastor, what are the signs, the signs that that someone is going into the imperfect will. What are the signs? And the objective is for us to notice the signs so that we can stop. You understand? Road signs are put on the road so you can stop. So you can know you're going the wrong way, right? So these signs, what are the signs? Or how how does someone know they're entering into that imperfect will of God? Again, we are still focusing on hearing God, knowing his voice. Sign number one, the the voice of God is not accurately known. The voice of God is not accurately known. 1 Samuel 3, 7. Samuel did not yet know the voice of the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. We have not, we are not mature enough as Christians. We have not read the word enough. We are still baby Christians and don't know the voice of God well. There is a lot of risk to enter an imperfect will because your inner voice is still louder than the voice of God. Are you understanding? You don't know, you don't know the word, haven't read the scripture haven't discovered the scripture, it's very hard to know the voice of God if you don't know his word. So you find that a lot of baby Christians who don't know his voice make mistakes. How many of you are like me and you made a mistake when you were a baby Christian? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, we did. Because we didn't know the voice of God. How many of you have felt more and more mature? It's like, hey, That would have been a mistake that I made a long time ago, but today I know better. I'm wiser now. I'm more mature now. I'm more grown now, right? It's a product of maturity. Point number two, God allows us to have free will. And sometimes free will brings us into the imperfect will of God. Because God will never come and force you to stop. You're the one who stops yourself. So free will. It's important for you to realize you have free will. Don't say, Lord, stop me. Lord, please make make the donkey speak to me. No, you have free will. You have free will. Today, I can tell you, you can take a decision today. And by evening, you would have finished that decision. Today, you can take a decision. How many of you know there's a decision you can take today? And by evening, you can finish that decision. It's your free will. And, you, 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 no, and nobody going, mom is not there, dad is not there. You're your own free will person. Amen? 
and free will is uh, sometimes very dangerous. Remember, our will versus God's will. Amen. Uh, the Bible says he gave us power to become the sons of God. So God gives you power. But even the prodigal son in John chapter 3, he, even the prodigal son had a free will. You know, he took, he took his inheritance and left. The dad couldn't stop him. Actually, do you know, after the dad asked him, after the son asked for his inheritance, you don't see another record of the, of the father talking to the son anymore. He just says, here it is, see you. Until he comes back is when he says, my son has been given back to me from the dead. You have free will. Nobody has a chain on your leg. Nobody has a chain around your neck. It's, you. it's up to you. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse 19, that men love darkness more than light. So free will can take you to the wrong way. Can take you to the wrong way. And oh my gosh, it's amazing when you realize that people have free will. People will do whatever they want to do. We'll do what you can sit here and teach day and night until you're blue, red in the face. But at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. Are we understanding each other? Next point, number three, a desire for comparison. When there's a desire for comparison, when you start comparing yourself, you want to be like someone else. That is a sign of going into the imperfect will of God. Remember 1 Samuel chapter 8, verse 4 to 5. The elders of Israel gathered themselves together and came to Samuel and to Ramah and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Make us a king to judge us like all other nations. Israel wanted a king. Why? Because they wanted to be like all other nations. When you compare yourself to others, oh, I want to be like so-and-so. I want to do things like so-and-so. You can enter the imperfect will of God. That does not mean you don't have mentors. If you know me, I learned a lot, and I learn a lot from uh, people like Yogi Cho, and people who've gone before me, but they are examples. And we are very aligned in vision, in passion, and in desire to win souls, you know. We're extremely aligned. So it is important for you not to live a life of comparison. Comparison will take you out of the will of God. The most, oh, write this point. The most dangerous desire a man can have, especially a man of God, is to be like someone else. Not to be who God made you be, want to be, but for you to start desiring that you limit your potential. You limit your potential. You limit your potential. You start pursuing man and not God. Amen. Now, does that, again, it doesn't mean we don't have mentors. It doesn't mean we don't have leaders. Please balance this. 
all things work together. Amen? It doesn't mean we don't have people we look up to. The Bible says, follow me as I follow Christ. Uh, Paul told Timothy, what I have taught you, teach to others. Paul told, uh, Paul taught Timothy, hey, I've set the way for you. Follow me. Do what I've done. You understand? But there's a difference between a father, a son wanting to be like a father, and Timothy looking around and saying, how can I be like everyone else? Timothy going on Facebook. Timothy watching BET and trying to be like everyone else. Also, arrogance and pride. Next point number four. Arrogance and pride can make us presumptuous. And when you're presumptuous, it's very easy to enter the imperfect will of God. Presumptuous means to presume you deserve privileges. Like, I deserve this. I deserve this privilege. I deserve this privilege. You know, when pride makes you think you deserve something. King Uzziah, King Uzziah. King Uzziah thought because he was a king, he thought he had the right to become a priest also. When you, when you presume, you tell yourself mental stories of what you deserve, arrogance and pride and presumptuousness leads you into error. It leads into error, spiritual error, because you have lost humility. King Saul became very presumptuous and in a very short time lost everything. Being presumptuous also causes your heart to be lifted up in pride. And a heart full of pride is very bl blinded. Second Chronicles 26, 16 to 20. Next point, number five. When we stop to rest or stop what we have done too quickly, we stop before we become fruitful. You stop too fast. It's like God gave you something to do and you did not see it all the way through. All the way through. The Bible says you do not celebrate as one who is taking off his armor after the battle when you're going into battle. You understand? You stop and say, oh, I have done something great. Now it's time for me to rest. And it's not time to rest. It's time to keep working. It's time to keep moving. Do you understand what I mean by stopping too quickly to rest, to celebrate? That will cause you... You'll stop too quickly and you'll never start again. Never start again. Never start again. A lot of ministers, a lot of ministers say, no, let me stop here by this river and let me, let me just coast a little bit. And that became the end of their ministry. Becomes the end and you enter the imperfect will of God. Second Samuel 11 verse 1. David made the biggest mistake of his life when he was supposed to be at war, but he ended up staying at home and letting Joab go to war instead. And he stayed back. Remember, let me, let me, let me elaborate this. I want you to realize that you working for God actually keeps you holy. If you did not work for God, their habits you will never be able to break. 
if there are some of us, if we were not working for God, oh, we would be your Facebook socialites. We, we would be, we would be the biggest turn up there is. Are you understanding what I mean? Like we will be the biggest, it's only the work of God that is keeping us right. Like even like we we go to church, yes, we love the music, we love the 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 nice carpet and the nice chairs, but hey, we go to church because we have to. If we were not in church, we would be a whole mess, a whole mess. Are you understanding? There are habits that you overcome because you're working for God. And if you stop working for God, your whole life becomes a mess. Can somebody give the Lord a great amen? David was that kind of king. David was that kind of king. He had to work. So when someone like that stops too soon, God says, I know what is going on. And that can lead into error. Next, lack of patience. Lack of patience. Point number six. The will of God requires a lot of patience. A lot of patience. You're going to have many mountains. You're going to have many valleys. But you have need of patience. You have need of patience. The reason why Aaron was forced to create the calf is because in Exodus 32, the people grew impatient of Moses' return. They grew impatient. Amen. They grew impatient. The other day I was talking to uh, some of the members of the church in Kenya, and we were joking. And they said, oh, you have to come back. I said, I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I really want to come. I really want to come. And then I said, just don't build a calf. I was talking to one of my pastors, and I said, don't, don't build the people a calf. I'll be back very soon. <laughs> it's because of lack of patience. It happens every time in marriage. Oh, she's, she doesn't love me. She'll never love me. So let me go find love somewhere else. He doesn't love me. Let me go find love somewhere else. Lack of patience. You don't have patience in a thing. Oh, the, uh, they didn't make me a leader. They didn't make me a leader. So let me go to Pastor Magilakari's church. There they, I hear they make leaders very quickly. I can be a leader tomorrow. Amen. Things like that. Lack of patience. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Next, number seven. Number seven, not discerning good versus destructive thought patterns. You cannot determine when a thought is destroying you versus a good thought that is building you. The more negative thoughts you listen to, the easier it is to miss the will of God. Not, be, not being able to cast down imaginations, not designing good versus destructive thought patterns. Pastor, how do I design good versus destructive thought patterns? You use scripture and you also use reality. 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 You know, uh, in the middle of service, pastor has preached, then he leaves quickly or comes into the church quickly and goes straight on the pulpit. Pastor did not say hello to me, and I was standing at the door ushering. He usually says hi. 
so pastor must be mad with, at me. Instead of saying, that is a thought that you bring down and say, wait a minute, pastor was going to the pulpit to preach. I would rather hear him preach than spend five minutes with me here saying hello and asking me about my day. Oh, my wife is not happy with me because she hasn't talked to me in two days. Even you were given two ears and a mouth. Go talk to her. Like stop destructive thought patterns. Stop them. Stop them. And dwell with realities. Realities. Not deceptions in our mind. Are you understanding? Uh, if, if, if you hang around a pastor like Pastor Parsley, it's very easy for you to think he doesn't like you. But I've come to realize the people he doesn't like are the ones he doesn't correct. If he stops correcting you, something happened in his heart for you. He just smiles and, and lets it pass. But as long as he's giving you feedback, it's a sign that he cares and loves you. So stop destructive thought patterns. I see a lot of pastors say, oh, Pastor Parsley doesn't call me, doesn't text me, doesn't do it. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you have a phone. Pick up your phone and text him. Don't, don't be childish. He's your pastor. If you want to talk to him, text him. That's why he gave his number. Oh, I want, I, want, I want you to reach out to me one time. You have the same phone. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Stop destructive thought patterns. Overcome them by realities, by realities. Our God doesn't love me. The word of God says he loves you while you are yet a sinner. He loves you. Use the word. Use the word. The word of God has a lot of truth that overcomes this deception. Amen. Next. Next. Human manipulation will take you out of the will of God. Human manipulation. People who are given access into your life can easily manipulate you out of the will of God. Often tempted to step out when we shouldn't have stepped out. Often tempted to do things we should have never done because of manipulation. Oh, I, hey, I saw you do the announcements. You preach so well. I think the pastor is limiting your anointing. You need to be preaching somewhere. You, 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 you're anointed for this thing. Go, go do it. I'll be your first member. <laughs> Put up a banner and try. Let's see. Let's see. You understand? Oh, the way you sang that song, you need to go release your own album. <laughs> Human manipulation. In fact, I will sponsor the album. I'll sponsor it myself first. I'll be the one to pay for it. One day, a praise team leader left a church in Africa and went to Europe and was taken there by a member of the church because her giftings will be bigger in Europe, bigger in Europe. And the moment she left the covering and the stewardship of her pastor, 
is when all demons began to possess and to come. She ended up three children, didn't even sing, didn't do anything else. And one day she asked the pastor, why didn't you do anything? She said, when you left, didn't you know I knew you could sing? Didn't you know I knew you could be great, but you went to do, you stepped out of time to go do something. Voices around you can be very deceptive. Very, very deceptive. Look at the movie about Serena Williams and her sister. The father refused them to play professionally until he felt they were ready. And everyone used to say, no, you should let them do this. You should let them do it. He said, no. He said, no. And today they are great. Voices can be very, very, very distracting. Are you understanding? There is a meme that used to go around that someone would say, quit your job, I'll quit mine. You quit fast. No, you quit fast. No, you quit fast. And now we both quit and we are both broke. And now we are, we are crying for, for work. You understand? Voices, be very careful and always understand what God has called you to do. The Bible says, John looks at Jesus. Uh, Jesus says about John, what if I let him sit there and do nothing till I come? Jesus says, what is it to you? You feed my sheep. I've asked you to feed my sheep. Remember what I've asked you to do. What is it to you? What is it to you if I let him sit there and do nothing? And remember, John, John is great. John was a great disciple. Very great. Very great. John wrote the book of Revelation. He wrote first and second John, third John, and he wrote a gospel. He did what no one else did in the Bible. He wrote about the life. He wrote his experience with Christ, and he was the one given the revelation. A great man. He, all the disciples had their own path, their own clear path and clear direction. Don't let manipulation take you out of the will of God. Are we together? Abraham was told in Genesis chapter 16, verse 21, go into the maid and uh, make this prophecy come through. He was manipulated by deceptive voices of his wife. He should have done things God's way. Job's wife told him, curse God and die. Curse God and die. And he should have been, he was smart enough to say, you know what, let's not do that. Amen. Next, next, number nine, not counting the cost. Not counting the cost. Not counting the cost. The story of the five wise and five foolish virgins. They all started together, but one had more oil in the tank than the other. Why? Because one counted the cost. Five counted the cost, sorry. One group, five of them counted the cost. Number 10, not giving yourself wholly, going into something halfway, one leg to the left, one leg to the right. We have an African proverb about a fox that was following 
food and it went to two roads. And on one road, it put one leg to the left and the other one on the right, and it got split in the middle. You didn't give yourself fully to something. Got into a marriage, but you didn't fully get into it. You got in with, with conditions. Got in with conditions, not fully. Got into the word of the work of God, but you didn't give yourself fully. So halfway down, you realize what the cost will be, and you're like, ah. I don't know if I want to pay that. Did not give yourself wholly to what you're called to do. And we said in the year 2022, this is the year where we do what God has already asked us to do and we do it well. We're doing it well. There's no one who hasn't had the voice of God already. We have. Let's do it well. Amen. Let's do it well. Next, mistaking works for good works. Mistaking works for good works. One of the churches that the Bible says in the book of Revelation, they had works, but their works were not good works. God says, come buy of me without money. You think you're doing something, but you ain't doing nothing. Also, Matthew 24, verse 41, there are two women at the meal. The Bible says there are two women working at the meal. One is taken and another one is left. They are both doing the same thing. They are both working, but one is out of the will of God. Don't ever mistake works for good works. You can be very busy. Mary and Martha, very busy, but is what you're busy in what God has asked you to do. A lot of churches are very busy, but they're not busy winning souls, not busy spreading the gospel, not busy making disciples. The Bible says there's a time that will come that they will say, we prophesied in your name. We uh, healed the sick in your name. Then he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers, workers. You are working, but you're a worker of iniquity. You understand? Next, designing, designing between good and bad light. The Bible says the footsteps of the righteous are brighter, go brighter and brighter. So not being able to discern when you're being illuminated by revelation or being illuminated by deception. Light, light. Don't forget, light represents revelation. Like in America, there is this ideology of, um, what, what do you call it? The Hebrew Nazarites. That is, and it looks like it's enlightening, but it's actually deception. It's deception. Hebrew Nazarites and how Black people are this and black people are that. It's actually deception. It brings divination and, di and division. Lies that make you feel like you're doing a good thing. The social justice movement, social justice, nothing wrong with social justice, but social justice was also always used to preach the gospel. You don't use the gospel to preach social justice. The gospel is always the number one priority. 
but there are people who they have bad light. It's like the revelation is there, but it's bad. It's lies. It's lies. It's blinding the minds of the people. It deceives people, you know. It deceives people. It deceives people. Amen. Hallelujah. 12 points like the disciples. Amen. One for each of the disciples. Let's lift up our voices and pray and ask the Lord, Lord, let us discern when we are going out of the will of God. Let us be careful to discern your will and discern it correctly. Lift up your voice. Let the heavens hear your voice. Pray each of those points that the light of God, let it be true light. Let it be true light. Let it be good light. Let revelation be true revelation. Let me see the truth of God's will. Let me see the truth of God's will. I'm, I'm tired of making mistakes and doing things my way. I'm tired of it. Lord, let us, let our eyes be opened. Let our eyes, let lies and deception be cut off from, from our lives in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Lord, don't let the deceptive, deceptiveness of riches, the shiny things in front of us, cause us to miss the will of God. Lord, we ask you to check our works, my God. Try our works with fire and let us do good works, not just works. Let us do good works, my God. We ask you, Lord, to make us men and women who give ourselves wholly so that our profit may be evident to all. Let us give ourselves fully to something so we may fully profit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that we are men and women who count the cost. We count the cost when we begin our work so we don't stop halfway in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that our, our ears are circumcised to the voice of God. My sheep know thy voice and no other voice will they follow. The voices of human manipulation Lord, don't let us be like the young prophet. The young prophet was misguided. The young prophet was manipulated. Let us be men who know the voice of God, who understand the voice of his word. And at the end of the day, you'll be glorified with our lives in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that today I rebuke every destructive thought pattern in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We recognize them, we push them down and we cut them off in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you that we are, we are receiving good, constructive thought patterns only in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that we have patience to do the will of God. Thank you, Lord, that your people have patience to do the will of the Almighty God. Thank you, Lord, that you're teaching us to be patient with everything you've called us to do in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that the Lord will be glorified. Lord, when we stop to take a break, let us remember we are still in the battle. Let us remember we are still soldiers in the battle, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that when we stop to rest, we don't stop too soon. We don't give up too soon. We continue like good soldiers, continue the work of God. Continue until the work is complete, in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us not stop striking. Let us not stop shooting the arrow too soon, my God. Let us continue until the work is complete in the name of Jesus. Father, take away pride. Take away arrogancy.
take away presumptuousness out of our life in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, you will be glorified in everything that we do. Father, we rebuke comparison and godly comparison. We rebuke it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that we encourage one another in the Lord. When we see the generals of the faith, we are encouraged by them. We are not comparing. We are encouraged in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for mentors. Thank you, Lord, for people who show us the way. Thank you, Lord, for spiritual fathers. But, Lord, take away ungodly comparisons. Take away comparisons that break our spirit. Take away comparisons that bring us down in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you for free will. Thank you for free will, my God. And now we ask you to help us discipline our free will. Help us discipline ourselves. Let us be able to control our boundaries. Let us be able to master ourselves that, Lord, you'll be glorified in everything you do. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I declare to everyone under my voice, you hear the voice of the good shepherd. You understand the voice of God. And no other voice will you follow. By the teaching of the word, your eyes are open. Revelation is open. And for those of you who are young Christians, let me remind you that Samuel, there was a time he did not know the voice of God. But there came a time when he was the greatest prophet in Israel. I declare to you, you shall be great in the land in the name of Jesus. You may, be, you may be small now, but you shall be great in the things of God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now put your hands together and bless him. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us. I truly believe you have been blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to join Firebrand Nation, the movement, connect with us on social media at Firebrand Nation. Go to our website at www.firebrandnation.com. Remember, alone I'm a flame. Together we are a fire. Like, share, and distribute this so that others could be blessed. God bless you.